You're listening to Simply the Best Sports Take, the best podcast breaking down the best stuff in sports with host Sean Bingham. His takes are so good, he dropped the mic, but then you wouldn't be able to hear him, and that would suck. Welcome, welcome into STB Sports Take, Simply the Best Sports Podcast. I am Sean Bingham, your host. Happy Friday to all of you. The NBA trade deadline happened, and we've got so much to talk about. Before I dive into that, um, a massive deal just happened in the NFL. It just happened literally like 11 minutes ago, and uh, it's a huge deal between the Dolphins and the 49ers. The Dolphins are trading the number three pick in this year's draft to the 49ers, which instantly tells you the 49ers are done with Jimmy Garoppolo. So that is breaking news right here, right now. Jimmy Garoppolo is gone in San Francisco. He's not gone yet, but clearly if the 49ers are trading up in the draft to get a number three pick, there's someone in this draft they're very high on that they want. It's a quarterback. We all know what's going on here. Jimmy G is gone. And this also says that the Dolphins are very high on Tua, which I'm surprised at. Um, I'm kind of surprised in both regards, right? I don't see either of them as uh, fantastic franchise quarterbacks, but I also don't feel like um, Jimmy G has done, you know, the 49ers have won when he's been on the field. He hasn't put up huge numbers, but they've won when he's been on the field. They went to a Super Bowl, for crying out loud. And then this year he didn't play and they were awful. So very interesting. The Niners are clearly very high on somebody in this year's draft. Um, and they have traded up to get the number three pick from the Dolphins. They gave up their twelfth, their number twelve pick, as well as uh, two th- or third round pick and two future first round picks. So a really big blockbuster deal. It's going to absolutely see Tua be the guy, the undisputed guy in Miami now, and it's going to see Jimmy G likely leave San Francisco. That's like a foregone conclusion at this point. Um, And will he end up back in New England? Will Bill Belichick get his guy back, which would make make Cam Newton the backup, or maybe they'd compete for the starting job. But would Bill Belichick not only have gotten that uh, second-round pick from the Niners in exchange for Jimmy G, but maybe now he gets Jimmy G back for nothing. Wouldn't that be a turn of events if Bill Belichick can pull that off? So big news out of the NFL. We're going to get into the NBA. That's the bigger deal today. Um, or the main topic, I should say. But this is a huge deal that just happened. The Dolphins trading away their number three pick to the San Francisco 49ers in this year's draft. I think it ends the Jimmy G era in San Francisco. So, um, okay, now to the NBA. The trade deadline in the NBA was yesterday, and there were just crickets for, for a long time leading up to the deadline. Early in the day, there were crickets, and then all of a sudden, just boom, fireworks started going off, right? Um, the biggest news was the fact that Kyle Lowry, the guy everyone was talking about the most went nowhere. Kyle Lowry did not get traded. Lonzo ball did not get traded. Uh, both of them stay with the Raptors and, and Pelicans respectively. And so that was big news, but the biggest news, the biggest news was Victor Oladipo going to the heat. Now here's why that's the biggest news to me, especially there was several deals. We're going to talk about all of them. Um, but Victor Oladipo goes to the heat. Okay. So. The the Rockets essentially got for Harden because now the Rockets give up Oladipo. Oladipo is who they got for James Harden, okay? And in exchange for Oladipo, they got Kelly Olynyk and Avery Bradley. So now you start to do all that, you know, backtracking, and the Houston Rockets essentially got Kelly Olynyk for James Harden. Yikes! Yikes! I mean, talk about losing a deal. 
And I'll tell you right now, when it comes to trades, and if you play fantasy, you understand this, um, and it's even more so the case in real life, whoever gets the best player wins the deal. No amount of good players can make up for the loss of one superstar. You can't you can't just pile on a bunch of good players and be like, well, look, cumulatively, these guys average 57 points, and Harden only averages 35. Well, it's like, well, yeah, but you can't play, you're not playing 10 on 5 right? You're playing five on five. And so in the end, whoever gets the best player in a trade almost always wins that trade, even if they gave up multiple good players to get that one great player. One great player is better than two or three good players. It's just how it works, especially at the superstar level. And you look at how this deal went down now for the Houston Rockets. They give up James Harden, one of the ultimate superstars in the league. And in exchange for him, they got essentially Kelly Olynyk and Avery Bradley. Wow. Wow. And even, you know, yesterday I talked a lot about how the, la- the league is just too player friendly, how executives and coaches and the media and the owners, they're all kind of scared of the players. The players have a little bit too much power. And if this isn't an example of that, I don't know what is because James Harden just decided, you know what? I don't like it here anymore. I demand to be traded and I want to go to the Brooklyn Nets. Well, so the Nets gave up Karis LeVert and it was just this big, you know, three, four team deal. But again, in the end, they got Victor Oladipo um, and now they lose him and all because Harden wanted out. They're just left with nothing. Harden gets to go get all of his money, his tens of millions, gets to go be on a championship contender and the team that he just decided he didn't want to play with anymore, the team that gave him the contract in the first place, the the team that gave him everything, is now left, this entire organization is left totally screwed. The, the Houston Rockets are in shambles at this point. And just last year and the year before that, they were title contenders. They're in absolute shambles now. No no Chris Paul, no Russell Westbrook, no James Harden, no Victor Oladipo. They literally have just been left with nothing. They've been totally decimated at this point. And so nobody lost in these trades more than the Houston Rockets. They literally got Oladipo for like 20 games And that was it. And now he's gone. They get Kelly Olenek and Avery Bradley in exchange for him, which means they got them. They got Kelly Olenek in exchange for James Harden. One of the worst trades in NBA history. Okay. One of the absolute worst trades in NBA history. So the Miami Heat cleanup, the Miami Heat win this deal uh, without question. Uh, Oladipo, to me, is still right on the fringe of an all-star level player. He hasn't played that great in Houston, but he hasn't played poorly. He's averaged like 21, 22 a game. Um, he's just been hurt. So he hasn't played poorly. He's just been hurt. I think they're going to see a very rejuvenated Oladipo. He's not going to have to be the number one guy. They've got guys like Jimmy Butler there um, that can score. They've got a very well-rounded team, the Miami Heat do. They're the defending Eastern Conference champs. They're not at that level this year, uh, but that that's who they are. That's where they were last season. And now they just add a guy who not long ago was an all-star, a guy who I believe can still play at that level. Um and they only gave up Kelly Olynyk and Avery Bradley for him. And on top of that, LaMarcus Aldridge, as I predicted weeks ago, was bought out by the Spurs. And he's expected to sign with the Miami Heat today. So how good is Pat Riley feeling right now? You lose Kelly Olynyk, which he's a, he's a serviceable player. But in exchange, you get Victor Oladipo, who's a massive upgrade to your team. And then to make matters even better, you're just going to sign LaMarcus Aldridge for nothing. For free. You're getting him for free, just off free agency, off waivers. And so, and LaMarcus Aldridge is a huge upgrade from Kelly Olynyk. 
So it's almost like you exchanged Kelly Olynyk for LaMarcus Aldridge, and now you're getting Victor Oladipo for free. You know, that's kind of because Olynyk and Aldridge kind of play similar games, similar positions. So the Miami Heat cleaned up. This is the defending Eastern Conference champs. I still, looking at their roster, looking at everything, I still don't put them in the, certainly not in the category of the Brooklyn Nets, but I don't think, I, I still don't think I put them even with the Bucks or the 76ers. They're right there. They're certainly closer, but I think they still are the fourth best team in the East. They're just a lot closer of a fourth place team than they were before. So I don't know that they get, this gets them over the hump. Again, last year they were the defending, or they are the defending Eastern Conference champs. Excuse me, but I don't put a ton of stock in last year's playoffs. Just to be quite frank, uh, the bubble and all those things—no fans, five months, five month off season in the middle of the season—so many things that uh, played a, a factor in making that season super unique um, and just kind of a, a throwaway season, almost in my opinion. <coughs> Excuse me. So, again, I don't think the Heat are the true defending Eastern Conference champs. Um, only because it was just so, I shouldn't say that, that's taken away from them. But you, you get what I'm saying. I, I don't view them in the same light as I would had the season continued in its normality. We had had fans in stands. We had never taken five months off in the middle of the season. We didn't travel to Orlando and hole up in the bubble for months on end. Um, totally different scenario. That's not going to be the case this year. We're getting fans more and more back into stadiums. Teams are traveling. It's more of a regular thing. I don't see a big five-month break coming up anytime soon. So... All of those things shift, and I think that's why you're seeing them, you know, sitting at fourth, fifth in the in the East, is because that's how good they are. And so I I think that the Miami Heat remain the fourth best team in the East, but they're a lot closer of a fourth place team, and they're deeper. The Miami Heat are very very deep now, especially if they get Lamarcus Aldridge. Uh, and so that's the kind of thing where they could capitalize on this Nets team, who has Kyrie Irving taking time off whenever he wants. Uh, Kevin Durant, clearly not at full strength. There's something going on there. He hasn't played in over a month. Uh, I mean, he's played like 19 games this season. So there's clearly some concern there with Kevin Durant and the Nets. So without Kevin Durant, the Nets are, are, are beatable for sure. Without Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they're not even close to the favorites in the East. And so I think that the 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 Heat are prepping for something like that. You know, I talked yesterday about how the Raptors got that championship in 2019, largely because of an injury to Kevin Durant and another one to Klay Thompson. And I don't see that being out of the, you know, out of the realm of possibility this season. I never wish injury on anyone. But you've got LeBron James, who just yesterday it was announced that he's going to be out for four to six weeks. Okay. Six weeks from now, that's the playoffs. The playoffs are in like seven and a half, eight weeks. So Four to six weeks. That means LeBron's coming back maybe a couple weeks before the playoffs. That's best case scenario. So I think you're going to see the Lakers continue to drop in the standings. Um, and so now all of a sudden, it's like the Nets and the Lakers, the two teams that are the favorites, they've got injuries. They've got things they're dealing with. And it's opening the door wide open for teams like the Heat, the Bucks, the Sixers, the Jazz, uh, the Clippers. And the Clippers are another one we need to talk about. The Clippers pick up Rajon Rondo yesterday. They get him from the net or from the Hawks. I mean, they swap uh, Lou Williams for Rajon Rondo, and I like this deal. I actually like this deal for both teams. I think this is a very fair deal. Uh, you know, Rajon Rondo had been in Atlanta helping mentor Trey Young, and we've actually seen them go on a winning streak. The Atlanta Hawks. Uh, they've actually lost two in a row recently, but they had won like eight or nine or ten straight before that. They're eight and two in their last ten. I know that. And you know they're in the playoff race. They're in the playoff picture right now. Like they've made a huge improvement from last season. 
They've actually got eight guys that average in double figures. The Hawks do. Uh, but I think, but but most of them are bigger guys. Trey Young at the guard position is kind of just alone as a scorer, and now you add Lou Williams, who can come off the bench, be that spark plug. Uh, certainly a better scorer than Rajon Rondo, and so I think it's a good deal for the Hawks, um, and I think it's a really good deal for the Clippers. I think the Clippers is this is exactly what they needed. Like, what are the Clippers most, you know, according to Sean anyway, most known for? Not being very clutch, especially Paul George. And he's one of their most important best players. And they're just not, they're not proven and they don't have a true point guard distributor. They just don't have it. Well, what is Rajon Rondo? He's known for elevating his play in the postseason. He's a two-time champion, including last year with the Los Angeles Lakers and then his second year in the league with the Boston Celtics. And he's a distributor. He's a pass-first distributor. He's a playmaker. And so the Clippers upgraded majorly, uh, in my opinion here, because they've got scores. They've got enough guys out there that can score the ball. Rondo can go and get you 10, you know, pretty, pretty frequently, nightly, but he's going to go get you 10, 11, 12 assists. He's going to bring this tenacious attitude, this winning attitude, this killer mentality that they just don't have. He's going to bring some veteran leadership. And on top of that, he was with the Lakers last year for their title run. So now he's going to bring all this knowledge of the Lakers and weaknesses and how to beat them to the Los Angeles Clippers because it's championship or bust if you're the Clippers. I mean, they made this huge splash a couple off seasons ago. They get Kawhi Leonard. They get Paul George. They're just on top of the world. They're the team to beat. Everyone thinks it's a foregone conclusion. The Clippers are the NBA champs. And then they lose in the second round to the Denver Nuggets. So massive letdown. And this year they're sitting at like fourth in the West. And so it's just like kind of been a little bit of a bust of a deal, the the Kawhi Leonard, Paul George thing. And so it's championship or bust for the Los Angeles Clippers. And I think Rondo helps them edge a little bit closer, you know, uh, to the Jazz and to the, the, the Lakers. And the Lakers right now, I'm telling you, this is wide open. Without Anthony Davis, without LeBron James, without LeBron James, they suck. They're awful. They're not even a playoff team. So I, I think the team's taking extreme precaution to have those guys be healthy when they come back. It could be something worse, though. Like LeBron James, four to six weeks, that's a long freaking time. This guy's never hurt, right? He got hurt a couple seasons ago with the groin. Now the ankle could be father time, just slowly catching up to Superman, the guy that's been indestructible his whole career. But I think this does help the Clippers edge a little bit closer to the Lakers. Um, and so many deals. I've got them all lined up here on my, on my other screen. But yeah, LeBron out four to six weeks. Okay, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's picked up by the Nuggets, okay? They trade away Gary Harris and a bag of peanuts for Aaron Gordon. Huge pickup for the Denver Nuggets. They win this deal going away against the Orlando Magic. Like, it's not even close. To me, this makes the Nuggets far more formidable uh, in the West. It edges them even closer to the Utah Jazz and the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, again, the Lakers at full strength, we're saying, are the favorites. Will they be at full strength? I don't know. It doesn't look like they're going to be because they've got their two superstars still out for weeks more. I mean, that does not look good for the Lakers. But this this team, the Nuggets team, they're a team that was in the Western Conference Finals last year, again, in the bubble. Um, but now they get Aaron Gordon, and they didn't really give up much of anything to get him. This is a huge, huge pickup. He's a young, athletic star that can really help them on both ends of the floor. So a huge deal for the Denver Nuggets. They win that trade against the Orlando Magic. Uh, another guy that I predicted, this is kind of interesting just with regards to Lakers Clippers, that I predicted uh, would be bought out was Andre Drummond by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, he has been, and it is expected that he will sign. He said he's going to listen to pitches from the Knicks, the Lakers, the Clippers, 
the Hornets, and the Celtics. So those are his five teams that he's looking at. I predicted he would be with the Clippers or the Lakers. I and I probably end up being right about that. I did think that uh, Lamarcus Aldridge would end up with with would end up with either the Lakers or the Clippers as well. Looks like he will most likely be with the Heat, like I mentioned. So I was wrong about that one. But if Andre Drummond now goes and joins uh, Lakers, Clippers, you know, Celtics, Hornets, Knicks, they're non-factors. They're not championship contenders. Lakers and Clippers are though. And so if he goes and joins the Lakers, that edges the Lakers even closer to, you know, especially with Anthony Davis out, that puts them even further out in front. If he goes to the Clippers, now all of a sudden the Clippers are like kind of back. You know, they certainly would edge out in front of the Jazz at that point for me. Uh, I still think the Jazz are better than the Clippers, even with the addition of Rondo. But you add Andre Drummond to the Clippers, I got to give them the nod over the Jazz. I hate to say it, but that would just be one more guy. It's a big body. He can actually shoot the three decently. It's a it's a guy to to kind of negate Rudy Gobert a little bit. Um, and then on top of that, Rajon Rondo. Like it's just that, that those are two really solid additions for the Clippers if they get Andre Drummond, which again they have not yet. And to me, they just didn't give up much. Lou Williams is a good player. Um, but he's having a down season. He's a volume shooter. He's just not a guy that really fit super well with what they were doing anymore. And so to me, they didn't really give up much. And now they've got a floor general and Rondo and potentially a, a legit big man in Andre Drummond. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, the Jazz, by the way, they picked up Matt Thomas, who's a guy that I had never heard of. You've probably never heard of him. I looked into him a little bit. Uh, he's 26. He's only in his second season. So he's an older guy for, uh, for having only played last year and this year. But he played overseas. Uh, he's a fantastic shooter. I actually did watch some clips and some highlights of him. The guy can shoot it. Uh, he can't. He's not just like a spot-up three-point shooter. He can shoot off the dribble. He can create his own shot. He can shoot mid-range. But he does shoot 46% from three. Uh, so to me, it's another guy to excuse me, another guy to spread the floor for the Utah Jazz. I don't think you'll see him getting a ton of minutes. Maybe you know up to 10 minutes a game tops maybe five to 10 minutes, but just another guy to come in off the bench, spell off, you know, one of the key guys for the Jazz, like a like a Joe Ingles or even a Donovan Mitchell, spell him for just a few minutes, come in, hopefully get a three, go sit back on the bench. And so I think the Matt Thomas pickup is a good pickup. We gave up a second round pick to get him. Whoop-de-doo, second round picks are basically worthless in the NBA. So it's kind of like you got him for free. And so, yeah, Jazz Good pickup. I like it. 46% three-point shooter. Um, 26 years old. He's uh, he's a 6'4 guard. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, okay, Portland. The Portland Trailblazers, who are a team that I've said has been emerging as someone to be really look out for. Uh, CJ McCollum was on fire last night. Played really, really well. They win. And then they pick up Norman Powell from the Toronto Raptors. Norman Powell is having a career year. They gave up Gary Gary Trent Jr., who I think is a really solid player. He's been a key part of their team. But I think as they looked at it, they're like, look, we've got C.J. McCollum back now. He's playing as good as ever. Damian Lillard's MVP caliber player. Uh, Carmelo Anthony is playing better than expected. He's, he's having a fantastic season. And Norman Powell is a better player than Gary Trent Jr. He's kind of a better version of Gary Trent Jr. So they gave up Gary Trent Jr., and uh, uh, one other guy, Rodney Hood. And Rodney Hood's very expendable. He's having one of the worst seasons of his career. I think his, I think he's just a guy that will go be on the end of benches and kind of finish out his career doing that sort of thing. Um, former jazz player. I actually really like Rodney Hood. He's had a good career, and it's not, it's not over. I'm not saying I'm not, 
I'm not uh, burying Rodney Hood here, but um, it's just a guy that you, he's expendable. So the Blazers are like, yeah, take Rodney Hood. Gary Trent Jr. is the main piece here. We want Norman Powell. Norman Powell is a big, big pickup for the Blazers. Uh, this is a guy that's averaging t- nearly 20 points a game this season. Um, his PER is good. Like To me, this is a solid, solid pick uh, pickup for the, the Blazers. And now they're supposed to get Yusuf Nurkic back today. So you get Yusuf Nurkic back healthy, CJ McCollum back healthy, Mello playing as good as he's played in a long time, Dame at MVP caliber. Now you add Norman Powell to the mix with 20 points a game. All of a sudden, the Blazers look like they could climb high. I mean, the West is stacked. I mean, listen to what we're talking about. The, the, the one we've talked about the least is the leader, the Utah Jazz. But, I mean, they're they're solid top to bottom, and they just added another sharpshooter to already the most three-pointers in the league uh, per team. You know, the team with the most threes in the league, they add another sharpshooter. The Lakers, considered to be the favorite, um, they might get Andre Drummond, they might not, but at full strength, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, tough to beat. Then you get the Clippers, who just added Rajon Rondo. They might get Andre Drummond. I'm guessing he'll go to one of the Los Angeles teams. We'll see. They're stacked. The Denver Nuggets just added Aaron Gordon to already a Western Conference Finals team from last year with uh, Jokic and Jamal Murray. And they only gave up Gary Harris to get Aaron Gordon, so they're even more stacked. I mean, the West is just like boom, 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 boom. The Dallas Mavericks picked up J.J. Redick. That's a huge pickup um, from New Orleans. And so they're even better now. And how how stoked are you if you're J.J. Redick? You get to go to a, a playoff team with one of the greatest emerging young stars in Luka Doncic. And you got Chris Tapps Porzingis. I mean, they've just got shooters all over the place now. Doncic isn't the greatest shooter. He's actually a a pretty poor three-point shooter, but he's been improving. Porzingis can shoot it, though. JJ can shoot it, and Doncic is a is a distributor, a playmaker. He can obviously he scores a lot too, but he's kind of a volume three-point shooter. Um, but the Mavericks are now improved. The Blazers are now improved. It's like the West goes like ten teams deep. We haven't even talked about the Warriors, you know. And so the West is extremely, extremely stacked. Uh, you know, and then you look at the East, and you've got like four teams that are worth talking about. And that's the uh, the Nets, the I can't believe the Raptors. Like I can't believe how they've fallen out. But the teams to talk about, are, of course, and the Celtics too. How have they fallen off? They've just are total non-factors. And they were like the Eastern Conference front runners for years. The Raptors and the Celtics, just total non-factors now. But you've got the Nets, and you've got the Bucks, and you've got the Sixers, and you've got the Heat. To me, those are the four teams in the East to really respect and look out for. But then in the West, we go. Jazz, Lakers, Clippers. We haven't even talked about the Suns. The Suns are in second place. Didn't even mention them. They didn't make any huge moves at at all yesterday that I saw. But now you've got the Blazers, the Mavericks. Like, it just goes on and on and on of teams. The Nuggets. I mean, we're now seven teams where I'm like, I would not be shocked to see any of those seven go to the Western Conference Finals or even to the Finals. I think that this year's NBA championship is way more open than people realize because of injuries. LeBron James, when you stack your team with superstars, two or three superstars, it means that you have to have you have to have given up a lot of other key pieces to have those superstars. And this is the one incident where having a, a lot of good players can be better than having a superstar because if the superstar can't go, then he's a non-factor. Okay, I said earlier, you win the trade if you get the superstar. No amount of good players can make up for the loss of a superstar. Well, guess what? If the superstar isn't there, then a lot of good players is better than not having them at all, right? And that's where these superstar teams sit right now. The biggest teams are the Nets and the Lakers, and both their stars are hurt. 
you've got two superstars on both teams currently not playing. Kyrie Irving, because of personal reasons, because his birthday and he wanted to have an excuse to take time off. And then Kevin Durant because of injury. And then on the Lakers, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, both injured. I'm telling you, without those guys, this is wide, wide, wide open NBA title race. I am extremely excited for it. And guys, that's all the time I have for today. Fantastic weekend to you. I am out. Peace. We got the Thanks for hanging with Simply the Best Sports Take. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and check out stbsportstake.com. Simply the best in sports. Cause we are